I love the George and John. <laughs> I was giving him the opportunity to go, Slave One! <laughs> I almost went into a rant about how ridiculous it is. I think it's ridiculous that you can't call a Slave One a Slave One no more just because somebody gets offended. Welcome to another episode of Five Idiots Talking Toys. I'm Shane, and we're here with our weekly podcast episode for collectors. Thanks very much for joining us. Please subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Come check out the video form of the podcast. You can like the video and also, of course, comment. Let us know what you thought of the topic at hand. You can also listen in the car on your smartphone, on your favorite podcast uh, app. And we appreciate you following us there as well. Thanks very much for being here. Let's bring the boys in now. We have John, Brandon, Charles, and Christopher tonight. All five idiots are here. What's up, fellas? How's it going? How many of the idiots are currently eating a meal? That's the question I have. Did you? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Is that your son? I'm unmuting everybody, but Brandon's in the middle of something. <laughs> so, guys, we're here for a topic that we've gone over before. We've touched on. Uh, we've gotten some good feedback. Charles recently suggested that we revisit it. Charles, what's the topic for tonight? Please put the full <laughs> chip in your mouth first. You're on mute. <laughs> He's not talking the topic anymore. Tonight is pet peeve number three. Uh, <laughs> All right, go. A chubby neck. <laughs> he just said something about Shane. That was a two-year-old insult right there. I heard chubby neck. That's what I heard. Definitely the Shane. Okay. Get your whole neck go. out, Charles. I don't know what you're talking I'm about. I'm chubby. You like. I can't hate Shane. All right, go, go, go. What does Brandon tell his kids after the show? All right, boys. So we're here tonight to revisit a topic that we've done before. We got a lot of good feedback on this the previous two times that we visited it. Uh, Charles, you recently suggested we come back and circle around once again. What is our topic for tonight? So our topic for tonight is something that just really grinds all of our gears. <laughs> it's going to be pet peeves number three, because I think the pet peeves has, it's gotten worse since the last time we've done this. Yeah, You have more thinking. pet peeves or worse pet peeves? I think we have more pet peeves and we'll probably touch on the same pet peeves, but they've just gotten worse. Mm. Yep. I would agree. Well, you said, Charles, you said you actually rewatched our episodes recently, so it's fresh on your mind, right? I did, yeah. So I watched part one, I watched part two, and it was our old-style software where only one person was on the screen. And I just thought, we got to do this again, because they were so good. We were so angry, and it was just so intense that now uh, the five of us are all on one screen. They could be a lot better. Yeah, and the and the other two were missing uh, Jeffrey the giraffe in, in the background, so we've got <laughs> that going for us now. Yes, John's got a shop, pretty much. I mean, things not, have changed. I'm not as uh, I'm not as angry. 
<laughs> oh, you better you better oh, find you that will. energy. Oh, you will be. You will be. <laughs> you will be. Brand, Brandon, we were trying to log off in those previous episodes, and Brandon was like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. He had like a, he had like a list like Santa Claus. It just dropped to the floor. <laughs> you will be. You will be. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna. We're, so we're listen. We're all in the collecting hobby. We focus on vintage Star Wars. We collect some other stuff, but some of these pet peeves are gonna cross over into any of the collector groups that you're in, whether it be for Motu or Transformers or modern stuff. You know, Black Series. Uh, you know, retro figures. Uh, all of that stuff, you know, this is the kind of stuff that happens in the hobby, in the groups that is the stuff that, that that's at the top of our brain that we think of when we think of, man, what annoys us as we go about this hobby of collecting, you know, vintage toys, modern toys. Who wants to jump in first with something that just sticks in their craw? John, you're 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 powered up. You're f- fueled with a large McDonald French fry right now. Do you have something on your brain? I think one of the I'm going to call my pet peeve um, comment bombing. And we've discussed comment bombing before. I don't think it's been coined or anything like that. But when someone else comes in and commandeers the conversation and even steers the conversation away from the original topic. Of, at, at hand you know i saw one the other day i'm trying to remember which what i saw in one of the groups um but it was just ridiculously not related to the topic mm. you know when someone comes in and says um you know we've all said this before too about <clears throat> oh i had one of those five years ago what <laughs> Had some French fries in my throat. <laughs> but from like, last uh, Wednesday, from, yeah. down, down here we call them Freedom Fries. I've been eating Thank French fries boy. for two weeks now. <laughs> not French. So this comment bombing can take a lot of different forms, right? It's not just right. You know, it, it can derail the, the the post in a number of different ways, whether it be a sales post or a topic driven. Right. Exactly. Um, and I wish I could remember what the comment was, but I saw somebody had a photo comment about something that, that was posted and it was just, it just completely derailed this. It was, it was a sale and it had nothing to do with the sale of the figure had nothing to do with the figure itself. And it's like, why, why do people even bother to share their opinion when no one's asked their opinion? Well, I'm gonna, let me chime in here. You guys, I think you you all saw uh, on one of the groups, one of the main groups that we're all in, uh, somebody commenting just just this past week about, I think I think Mox maybe talking about how can't believe them, you know, can't believe they're this price or no way is this should this be the price because I bought them, you know, in the late '90s and and I paid this price and it was so you know, off because it doesn't matter what you paid 25 years ago. Right. To what the value of them is now. And you totally, they, they just, they derailed the whole sale that the guy was trying to run. Some people don't have a filter. They just need to say what's on their mind or they uh, are jealous of the price that it's going for. So they have something to say, or they just can't comprehend how, why it's going for that much or, 
They want to call the person that's buying it an idiot for spending that much money. I think it's all of the above. You know, I don't think any of those comments. I mean, who makes an honest comment like that, not knowing that there's something behind it? You know. Yeah. Yeah, and there seems to be surely the the commenter knows what they're doing is causing havoc in the in the in the conversation. Surely. I will say one other thing though. Um, there's a couple of groups that we're in where they, you know, there's a bunch of moderators and they moderate the group pretty well. Um, you know, not everybody loves heavy moderation, but I'll tell you right now, I'm in some other groups where, you know, I'm not active in the groups, but they, some of the posts come into my regular feed. So I see some of the stuff and it's very clear when I see these posts without really knowing the group too well, that it's not moderated at all. Like it's a free for all. And you guys should see, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you do see some of the comments that go on in, in sale posts in those groups. I mean, it's like, you know, you, you get murdered if if somebody thinks anything that you post is not right or the wrong price or whatever. So it does make me appreciate the groups that do have some moderation and have some rules where you can't just say or post whatever you want. Shane, I hate to, hate to jump at a turn. But something's really grinding my gears right now. Go for it. It's one where someone makes a post and it's like, <laughs> whatever, lay a poncho, $120. Not that great of a price. First comment, <clears throat> great seller. Second comment, this will go fast. Third comment, <laughs> this, like, this is, this looks great. Someone's going to snatch this up quick. And then 12 hours go, uh, uh, goes by, no one buys it. Like Great price. Wish I had the funds. So do you but think that those are people who are, yeah. are setting it up for the seller? I think just random people are just saying he's a nice guy, really good price. But the only comment on that thing there should be is claim. <laughs> that should be the first one. All the other ones are just like meaningless. Like, well, I who think cares if he's a good seller? This will go fast. I didn't already People have three know, of these. Though. I would snatch it right up at this price. <laughs> I think so. I didn't need to know the seller one. I would, I would say like, hey, just buy with confidence, good seller. Like that way, people know like, oh, somebody knows this guy. Because if there's a new person to the group and they don't know anybody, they they don't know who they're buying from. So, you know, if someone's like, this guy's a scumbag. Like in some of the other groups you see, like this guy, this guy's trying to scam everybody. Don't buy from him or whatever. Like I appreciate those kinds of comments because then you're like, oh, I need to watch out for this guy. Yeah. Some people love like watching someone lose. I love watching someone say this will go fast. And then I watch it and 24 <laughs> hours go by. No one bought it. I love I love those posts. <clears throat> I love so them. it's a it's a pet peeve, but it can turn into something you love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, very good. <laughs> I'll tell you one of my pet peeves, please. Oh. So now, now that the uh, I guess the pandemic is kind of over, and you know the you can see that the economy is kind of faltering. <laughs> there's more people selling stuff than they normally would have in the past. And they're probably not used to doing sales, I would mm -hmm. say, you know, so often. And 
they are the most terrible sellers I have ever seen in my life. Like the pictures they use, the descriptions that they use, they forget to add in shipping, whether it's friends and family, goods and services. You have to add in this percent or that percent. It's just really bad people at selling that probably should not be selling. It just yeah, really, I've really noticed, grinds my gears. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot too. They're just like slapping it up, I think, and just not even like, you know, writing, you know, like full information. They're just, just slapping it up and just hoping someone's going to buy it. There's, there's no description. The pictures they are putting up are sloppy. And I'm just like, if anyone, if anyone even buys that or even, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. This will sell fast. This will sell fast. <laughs> I, I had spelling. the exact example of that uh, just about a week ago. Um, somebody put up a mock, and it was um, – I think you guys might remember this. It was, uh, it was a, a mock that was a clip uh, – not a clipper. Um, it was a foreign mock. It had something special about it, and it was in questionable condition. And I, I go, you know, click on the actual post and I'm, I'm expecting to get some description as to what the condition is. And there's nothing. It's like literally the name and a price. And I'm like, and then there were photos where it kind of was zooming in on the, on, on the blister corners and stuff. And I'm like, that blister looks like it's lifting or, or like it was, oh, there were, it looked like there was a piece of tape down the left side, like the outer side of the blister. And I'm like, uh, man, okay. is there two pieces of tape on there? So I, uh, I I commented that I was interested but wanted some more detail, something like that, and I PM the guy or or something. You know, there's some communication, and he was like incredulous, like, of, of yeah, there is tape. Of course, there's tape, and it's never been opened. It's sealed, and and it was like a really odd comment, like why would there be tape on there if it was never open? So I wrote him, and he and he was not willing to give me any more information. He was like. If you wanted me to take more pictures, I could take more pictures. And I'm like, but, but, you know, what's the, I just, I just stopped responding. Yeah, just describe it. It's right. been a really piss poor job of people that are selling now. And that's fine. Like, obviously, people want to start selling stuff for whatever reasons. Go ahead. But you really like, you have to do a better job at selling. Like, it just, it looks ridiculous. You're not going to sell it. In that case, I, 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 you know, I don't know everything, of course. <clears throat> I, I expected maybe there was a chance that he's, you know, that's from, him, you know, wherever he's from. And he might have said, oh, yeah, you know, this, blah, blah, blah. The reason why there's tape is this reason, blah, 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 you know. And, and I would get educated on it. But it, he was, like, not willing to discuss it at all. He was just like, buy it or don't buy it, basically, attitude. <laughs> I brought this up because there was a new guy I've never, never seen before, never saw his name. He was selling a mock. And he wrote crystal clear bubble, crystal clear, right? Someone that we're all friendly with was actually bidding on it. So I made sure to PM him to tell him that blister is not crystal clear. It was yellow. It was yellow and like had tints on the sides of it and stuff. So I wanted to make sure that he was aware. He wasn't aware. He didn't know because in the description, it says crystal clear blister. But... It's not one of my groups that I'm a part of that I uh, run, so I don't say anything. I keep my mouth shut. Was, was it the Leia mock that Shane had at a win of the week 
<laughs> no, no, no. Where he no. said it was a crystal clear bubble and it was obviously I said yellow. it was clear. That's no. pretty clear. No, it, it wasn't. Turn that. it to the side. It's clearly yellow. <laughs> I mean, do I? I oh, here you go. <laughs> I don't have any a white paper yeah. here. Well, Shane's doing that. I think what's what's funny is that like people see these figures and stuff, or they see this mock, or they see whatever. It's the best one they've ever seen personally, so they think it's the best one out there. Yep. You yeah. know, it's just I don't I don't get that. So let me ask you guys a question because here's a a pet peeve of mine: um, shipping charges. You know, we're we're pretty used to people putting a shipping charge in there, or, or of course, you know, saying it depends on where you live. You know, I'll give you an actual shipping quote. I'll charge you just actual shipping. So in one of those scenarios, whether they don't put something or whether they say I'll charge you actual shipping, you buy something, you know, very straightforward, a loose figure, a graded figure, um, you know, a mot, like something that you know what it costs to ship because we've all shipped that stuff regularly. Let's say you buy, you know, a, a loose figure or, or a graded figure. And then the next thing you know is, you know, you give them your address or whatever. And they, they sh okay, shipping is $16. What, what do you do then? And I think I've asked you guys this in the past privately, but that, that grinds my gears because I ship that stuff regularly. And I know I can ship that for $5, $6, yeah. you know, from, from New York, New Jersey to, to California. Um, you know, maybe you might hit $7 if it's some weird zip code, um, where it's, it's, you know, not a, not a heavy populated area, but what do you guys do in that scenario? Like you don't want to renege on a, uh, renege on a, on a, cl a claim of a, an item, but like $16, you know, for something, you know, costs five or six. What do you do? I, so <clears throat> mine was, I had almost the same thing. It was, uh, from, Australia, I think he said, I'll just add the fees. So I added 4% feeds. Mm -hmm. So then he said, that's not enough. You need to add another 6%. So he, he showed me his fees. So I'm like 6%. I said, you want me to pay 10% fees? So the fees were, I think it was like a $220 thing. He wanted me to pay twenty two dollars in fees, so I'm like twenty two dollars in fees. I said that's absolutely ridiculous. Cause I already sent him, you know, whatever, like uh, like nine dollars in fees. He wanted like thirteen more dollars. So for me, I was just like, you know what? I just want to just close this deal out. I just sent him the thirteen dollars, and I'll never buy from that guy again. It was just uh, fees were like crazy. Cause you don't really want to get into an argument with somebody and then like uh, refund me my money, forget it. Like you don't want to really get into that, but that should all be stated in the description when they're selling though. Yeah. That's which it's good. He, he just put down, uh, you know, <laughs> here's the price plus the fees, but who knows what the fees is. So I'm like, okay, let me send them, you know, 5% fees. Cause that's more than what it should be. And, mm -hmm. Uh, the fees was you know like really like ten percent to him, so he says. Well, that's too bad. It's on him. Yeah. 
Yeah, and if you're you know if you're buying a two hundred dollar item, you don't want to you don't want to squabble over six or eight dollars. But if you buy a, a mint on card figure and then a guy is quoting you you know nineteen dollars shipping, it kind of just gives you a bad feeling. It's like really you're gonna hit, you're gonna bang me for for nineteen dollars you know shipping. You know it costs ten bucks. You know you know it costs yeah. ten, twelve bucks. I mean, yeah. it depends on the item too. If you're buying an expensive item, let's say you know, I mean, what's what's an extra eight dollars for shipping? I mean, right. That's why you don't you want got to get money to, to throw down on a mock that's expensive, and you're gonna complain about the eight dollars. I mean, it's it's more about principle than anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then you, you guys are on that same thing. Yeah, it's and not, like, I'm not the same way. I'm the same way. I'll go and buy it however many hundred dollar mock, and then I'll go and complain that a gallon of milk is <clears throat> four dollars yeah. instead of three fifty. No, I'd rather go somewhere else where it's three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so not to go gas, off, right? You'll, you'll drive. You'll drive three extra miles to get somewhere yeah. where it's ten cents cheaper. <laughs> not to go off of just regular sales because we're not really doing. You know, whatever, but live sales, wash your hands, cut your nails, <laughs> at least clean your nails. If you have black crud in your nails, just clean it out. I mean, look at your nails prior to. <laughs> if there's black crud in it, cut them, clean them, like do something to make them look halfway decent. I never buy something from a live sale. I watch live sales and I look at your nails. If I see black stuff in, uh, right under it, guaranteed. It's just gross. This should be an uh, episode of Common Sense. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wash your hands. Charles wants every live seller to go get a manicure before they uh, they have their live sale. Not even a manicure. Just wash them and cut your nails. It's very simple. Yeah, you you end yeah. up being a, a hand model, even though you weren't intending that to be the case. You oh. you've got your hands on the on the video for a couple of hours. Oh, of course, I yeah. Gene, when you do yours, I'm not looking at what you're putting in there. I'm looking at your fingernails, <laughs> and you know what? They're they're clean. I mean, clean. your fingernails <laughs> are clean, and you've washed your hands. It's 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 like not that hard. What yeah. about when John was doing his lifestyle? He was doing gardening work. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> True. So my mine is to do has something to do with live sales. Uh, my my comment or my pet peeve is uh, when people like to pull up their eBay listings oh, as man. a point of reference when something doesn't sell for the price that they think it should sell at. And they go on eBay and they're like, well, on eBay, it sold for this much. And I know that in some of the groups, people have been commenting about that recently of how that kind of grinds a lot of people's gears. Um, you know, John if you want something that. to sell for a certain price, put a reserve on it. Don't complain about it. It's a live sale. You get what you get. Uh, all those comments are true. Uh, personally, I, I wouldn't bring up live sales on eBay during a live auction because a nobody cares what ebay says because people know that there's all sorts of weird stuff that goes on during ebay and b you shouldn't be arguing about certain prices 
during a live sale because all that does is turn potential bidders off and it's a circus at the end of the day when you look at these live sales i mean half of these live sales i'm just like charles i've i pretty much stopped bidding on during some of these live auctions a because i've gotten some of these items in and haven't been impressed with what i didn't see on the revolving little table and b um it's I mean, these things are, are hilarious to watch now because of some of the comments and some of the commentary that goes back and forth on these things. So that's one of the things that really bothers me and turns me off is when, well, this sold on eBay for this price. So that's why that I can't believe that this is going so cheap. But uh, so to piggyback uh, right <laughs> that, so they'll have an item and it's like $100 and they'll say, this sells for 130 on eBay you lose like 12% fees right away. So mm. who cares what it sells on eBay? It's not the same thing. You lose fees, you lose, you know, like uh, shipping money and, you know, not the same thing. Yeah. And the other thing is too, is like these people that, that watch these live auctions, they already hate eBay. That's why they're watching a live auction. Exactly. doesn't make any sense either. Yeah, and, and you, you used the right term, John. You said live auction. I was just going to chime in and say the same thing. A live sale is generally a live auction. Yes, there are times where people will put up an item and say claim price. You know, they, they know what they want to get for it. It'll be something kind of smallish. You know, they'll say claim for $15, claim for $20. Generally speaking, though, 90% of the time, these li live sales are live auctions. So... Mm -hmm. In the same way that you might have seen some, you know, TV shows where there's auto auctions or, you know, some auction of some kind of, of valuables, collectibles, paintings, cars, whatever, jewelry. It's that's what it is. So if either you're going to put an item up and you're going to be happy with what you get for it, you know, what the high bid is within the time frame that you set as the seller, as the auctioneer, or you set a reserve, you set a silent reserve and that's how you can make sure not to sell for below what your, your bottom line is. And so you as a live auctioneer, live seller, set those terms. But don't get mad when somebody's not bidding on something. I mean, I, ho I haven't had a live sale in a little while. But when I do, you know, there's stuff that I pull off and put back on the shelf. It didn't sell tonight, you know, because um, yeah. I, I, it was something I did have a reserve on because, I, you know, I'm only making a few bucks on a lot of this stuff. I just like to do the live sale. So I'm not going to lose. Sure. I'm not going to put up a $50 item and sell it for 25 bucks and lose on it because otherwise, what am I doing? You know? So just understand that, understand that it's an auction, either be happy with what you get or set a reserve, but don't go try to compare to, you know, listen, you could take eBay sales, you know, sold items and twist it however you want. Right. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of wacky stuff. Like you said, that goes on there. There's shill bidding. There's weird stuff. There's auctions that end early for some reason. And things are listed again, even it, even though it looks like it's sold, there's weird stuff. So I actually have a new pet peeve that is really gaining some steam lately. Uh -oh. I have a lot to talk about with this one. <laughs> so, I am really sick and tired of, honestly, of all the loose collectors that don't like grading, and they love to make their comments about loose graded figures, how they think it's dumb, 
and you're paying someone to slap a number on a case and all this stuff. <laughs> I think that was my the, comment. At the end of the day, <laughs> I'm actually so I'm I'm gonna blow your mind on this one. At at the end of the day, when you have a loose graded figure, whether you like grading or not, loose graded figures or graded stuff in general does have a general price. Because you can look up what an 80 grade and 85 is and whatever it is, and they do go by a certain value. So they think that grading figures are, it's not worth it and that it's all opinionated. Well, I'm going to tell you that I think loose figures are all opinionated and people that sell them are all opinionated. And the reason why is because the people don't know how to list them. They list every single loose figure as mint and near mint. That's everyone's listing nowadays. Loose figures, mint and near mint. So someone can sell an Obi-Wan Kenobi on one page and they could put $55. And he very well could be $55. So the next guy who's listing an Obi-Wan Kenobi, he might do $55 too. But what he fails to mention is that the cape is ripped, his saber is bent, he has rubs on his hands, rubs on his hair, rubs everywhere. So they automatically think that one loose figure is going to be the same price all around, always. So not every single loose figure is going to always have the same value. And that's where everyone is actually wrong when it comes to selling loose figures. So for me, loose figures, I actually laugh about it. I think that's way more opinionated and more probably not correct when people are selling because... It should all be based on condition. Every figure, like the price should be based on condition. And they don't do that. They just slap the same number up. They think, oh, Chris and Charles sold this TIE fighter pilot at $35. I'm listing mine at $35. But they're not looking at why ours is $35 and why theirs should probably be $25. So... Yeah, you make a really good point because the, the the description that you give as a seller of loose figures is very subjective, and it's very uh, subjective. You know, the so, graded figures have been graded by somebody professional who knows what to look for and assigned well, it a condition. That's why. So they so they sit there and they say, "Oh, graded figures is dumb. You're paying for someone's opinion. You're doing the exact same thing when you're buying a loose figure." And they're describing it, and you don't see all the crap that they're not actually talking about. They're just charging you this one set number, and it's not that set number. Like I said, we've we've all talked about this in past episodes. <clears throat> Most of the figures that you see on the groups are 75 to 80 grade tops. Tops. And they and they actually describe that as mint and near mint. So yeah. Who's really ripping who off? The people that are selling or the people that are doing loose grading or the people that are selling the loose, like like all the loose figures and describing them improperly? Here, you're right. I did see uh, a loose figure that was described as near mint. And I think you sent us a screenshot of all the little paint chips that were on it. Mm. Um, missing eyebrows and missing everything. <laughs> I'm telling you, I... I am very close to deleting majority of the groups on Facebook. <laughs> I can't I can't take it anymore. I I've already deleted a couple of the like bigger name ones. I'm only in a few. I just can't stand looking at all these people just all the drama. It's it's really it's it's really getting to me. It is. 
Yeah, I'm kind of tired of all of it, honestly. That that sounds like another episode. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook fatigue. Facebook Facebook fatigue. fatigue. Well, the one thing that we can say, we can recommend to the viewers, the listeners right now, after what Chris just said is, Try to be aware of who you're buying from. I mean, you're always going to run into new people that are posting stuff, right? And and maybe maybe start small, you know, with a new seller that you're not familiar with, um, and, and find some trusted sellers. And uh, you know, once you're happy with the items you get from them, you know, stick amongst some trusted sellers who you've had experience with before. If you're in the midst of you know doing a a Star Wars run, or you know, uh, and you've got a lot of figures to go and you're going to be spending, you know, quite a bit of money by the end on them, you know, uh, not to toot our own horn, but rogue five toys.com, you know, that's our sales page. Um, you know, you're watching us because you're interested in what we're saying. You may follow us because you, you like the show. Um, you know, Chris knows what he's talking about. Charles knows what he's talking about. You know, Brandon and John have, have been collecting a long time. Um, so come to, come to our page and, and, and try us out if you haven't already, but regardless of us, you know, in the groups that you're in, you know, know who you're buying from, you know, start small, read Uh, the description, look at the pictures, just because you see a $30 price tag on a two one B it doesn't mean that like that, that two one B is worth $30. That's all Hmm. I'm trying to say. You can get a really mint nice one. And if a guy charges 35, you know what? It's probably worth it. If it's really mint and the and the chest is clear, but then if you have another one and it's all yellow and there's paint chips, it, it shouldn't be thirty dollars. Then it should be like twenty five dollars. So a lot of people just don't do that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something here that a friend of all of ours says on multiple episodes is, "Don't buy the grade, buy the figure." Because I've seen plenty of graded figures that have been graded eighty five or eighty plus or whatever, and you look at it and you're like. How is that an 85 or an 80 plus or the figures degraded yep. over the years and turned yellow or or whatever and, and a lot of paint rubs and stuff <clears> on there. So, you know, look at what you're buying, too, just because the figure is an 85, you know, um, doesn't mean that it's still going to be an 85 a couple of years later or that it didn't one didn't slip through the cracks. You know, I remember Shane bought a stormtrooper one time that was graded. <laughs> and um, there's, there's no way in hell that, that figure, I don't know if it was an 80, I think, or a 75 plus. 75 there was no way in hell that figure was a 75 plus. I don't know what kind of, you know, drunken stupor that grader was on that day, but <laughs> my God. And it but was it, like, it was the kind of thing where I bought it, I got it in, and as soon as I opened the box, I was like, oh, what a piece of garbage, you know, so that- like. So that had to have been uh, sitting in the sun because that was like yellowed. It, it, like there's no way. Chances are that usually does not happen. It, it it was probably the atmosphere or the environment that it was in while it was being stored. But all like like I said, all I'm saying is that loose grading is someone's opinion. But even when you're selling and buying loose figures, it's still someone's opinion. So. Just look at the right. Pictures. It's still subjective to a degree, but at least they have kind of a barometer, a baseline that they're comparing the figures to. They Correct. know what to look for. Uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, I have something I'll throw out there. Um, 
I've talked about this before uh, about deal or no deal offers or, or, or posts. For anybody uh, who's not familiar, there's a, a method of selling or listing an item for sale called DOND, deal or no deal. And, and, and when I first came across that, I had to be educated too. But basically, you can make the seller an offer and they can choose to say deal or no deal and, and pass on your offer. And, and then the next person will know that they need to go a little bit higher or whatever. And it, it it's basically, that's the format is you, you make an offer and see if it's accepted. Um, my, my pet peeve with that is, is people, I guess there's people who either don't know what they're doing when they list something for sale in that format, or yeah. they're just jumpy They're for, for whatever reason, they're just, you know, they're like a, you know, a puppy, like when you walk in the door and they're just so excited, somebody makes an offer for something you know, the, the the general format is is you have 24 hours to respond to an offer, uh, and once the person makes that offer, it's a it's an official offer that it's standing uh, until you say no, yes or no. Um, now, the nice thing to do is to answer within a handful of hours. You know, two to six hours, something like that. You don't want to let somebody hang in for forever. But the people that get an offer and then accept it right away, or or say I got a private offer and I accepted it and then take you know take the thing off off of uh, uh, availability or sale. I don't understand why they do that. You, you have a chance to, to get an offer and then wait to see if you get a better offer. Like, why not give it an hour even? Do you guys come across that at all? All the time. So It's weird. It's you're, the, the seller is shooting themselves in the foot. Deal or no deal, actually, is one of the pages that I deleted. I just, I can't stand <laughs> I, well, I'll say I just can't stand the format. I think it's it's not it's not that I can't stand the format. I can't stand the way certain people use the format because you can use the format different ways to your advantage and not to your advantage. And people mm -hmm. just don't know how to do a proper deal or no deal. So I just couldn't take it anymore. So I left the page in general. But yeah, Shane is actually right because you got guys that either don't respond at all. Mm -hmm. And then you got guys that respond after like 20 minutes and they're like deal. And you're like, wow, that, that was fast. Like I well, offered more. Well, you know, you know where it really burns people the most is when, you know, of course, when it's a more unique item, you know, it's an, it's not a, a common item and you know, <clears throat> there are people that are interested in it and they want to either, see you know what kind of an offer it's going to get or they're or they've made an offer they're waiting for a response the worst time it burns people though is when there's already clearly a couple of people involved you know interested made made an offer yeah. and one of them one of the offers gets taken it's like offer you know uh 20 minutes ago another offer 15 minutes ago and then somebody you know the seller comes on and goes deal and then the first person like you know they might be going about their day they didn't even have a chance to outbid the, the the first person, at least give the guy an opportunity to decline the next. Like, hey, come back or something. Are you out? Or are you in? Because if you're out, I'm going to take this offer. Yeah, well, and they're like, no, I'm in. I really want this. I'm like, okay, well then, put your bid in. So many people do that, and that's uh, one of my pet peeves. Is the seller will respond to everyone who made a bid and said, hey, someone bid three twenty. You want to beat that? Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like that, that either. Yeah, I, I don't like that either. But what I think Shane's talking about is if there's like two guys that are like going yeah, back and forth. I've know? seen before where somebody's like, uh, you know, um, 
uh, I'll go two two hundred and fifty dollars, and then somebody else says, "I'll go two sixty five and then two minutes later you see that's a okay, that's a deal because you know the person you know would would have liked a chance to bid you know twenty dollars more or fifteen you know thirty dollars more, whatever. And as a seller, why wouldn't you want to you know give that person a chance to outbid the top bid? I mean, it doesn't make any sense so on any level. So being like one of the mods on Vintage Alliance, there was a deal or no deal lately, and I, it was it was like a mock, and I want to say the guy bid two hundred bucks, right? And thirty seven minutes went by, and I remember this specifically. Thirty seven minutes went by, the guy who bid two hundred bucks replies again and goes, "Well, dot dot dot, are you gonna take it or not?" Right? It's been thirty seven minutes. The guy hasn't responded yet. Like, God forbid. So you know what I did? I deleted it. I just removed it. And I just and, and then I PM'd him and I said, listen, you placed your offer. Now you sit and wait. Don't start replying with two or three other comments saying, well, and then he put like a gif of like a desert scene and like dust blowing by, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, it's literally been 40 minutes. You're like, you want this guy to be on his phone all day for with like within an hour. For him. For him. Well, yeah, I mean, does he work at home selling toys? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> someone who's selling something, though, 40 minutes go by and you didn't see, you know, you didn't see it. It's kind of ridiculous. 40 minutes, Charles? 40 minutes. Yeah. We we talk about two to six hours being like. The yeah. Most, we we're we talking talk about, about people. 40 minutes. I mean, some of us put stuff for sale up at 1 a.m. and don't respond to a claim until. Nine, ten hours later. <laughs> That's what I mean. Do you think that person goes back why, and is like, why is John looking at the ceiling? Are you, are you sure you, are you still want that claim? Because it's been ten hours. That's why, I like, when it. I see thirty-seven minutes, it annoyed me so much, and I just PM'd him. I said, "Listen, leave your last offer. Stop with the comments. He will respond when he wants to respond, and if he doesn't, well, when he can." He doesn't have to. Maybe he wants. What to if he had to go to the emergency room or something? Exactly. It's been thirty-seven John, minutes. John, ridiculous. Everyone doesn't have an emergency every time. How no, many emergencies I mean, are there on deal? No deal. Oh, I can't answer. No, you yeah, know what? It's it's not only the seller that needs to respond. Though. Like leaving. there's a there's a chance for other people to bid too. So you might you know bid something, and thirty-seven minutes later, the guy hasn't said you know no deal. But somebody else comes along and then they outbid you. Okay, so, so now you've got your answer. Yeah. So the then reason you will bid again. So, that, so I mean, the that's reason, the way it works. So the reason why someone would do that is they have like a five hundred dollar item. Someone bids two hundred. He then responds, "No deal, close though." Then the next guy does two twenty five. He just wants it. He wants it for as cheap as possible. So he was like, "He's like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? You're gonna respond. You're gonna respond. You're gonna respond because he just wants." He wants to rip the seller off. Oh, That's now you're making, what it is. Now you're making me think of another pet peeve. Yeah. Well, when when somebody somebody who's a seller on that format comments and says, "No deal," but we're really close. Like what's really close? Right. And then somebody comes along and, you know, bids like another, you know, 10%, right? Like another 20 bucks, 30 bucks. No deal. <laughs> Getting like, closer. 
Okay, so I've literally seen that happen where somebody said we're really close, and and actually I was one of the bidders, and I bid like an extra, you know, forty bucks or something. No deal. Somebody else bids twenty more. No deal. And you're like, well, wait a minute, we were we were at one eighty. Now we're at two fifty, and you're still saying no deal. We weren't close at all. Was it a PVP? <laughs> well, this is why I don't like deal or no deal. I absolutely hate the format because people don't know how to use the format. Chris's gears are grinding so bad on Deal or No Deal. Oh, I can't stand it. Well, the- I I do 97.5% of my listings are claims. The, I can't do Deal or No Deal. The opposite side of that coin, Shane, is when you see a Deal or No Deal and somebody puts up an offer and the comment is... Nowhere even close. Oh, God. damn so you, Brandon. So far away. my last pet peeve. Yes. No. So <laughs> far away. And I'm just like, and I know who the person is. And I'm like, this guy is a total tool. Yeah. A tool. And he sounds like a <laughs> on typing the thing out. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, that's typical for this person. Oh, oh. you know, I, like, swear, I swear to God, I'm looking close. at my other screen so right now. So far away. Not even close. I, I, I ain't even in the same ballpark. You know, I'm I do with that at too? my other screen right now, and it says D O N D seller replies rude to offer, quote, not even close, etc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my last one. It's so true. Like, you know, okay, let's say it's a $500 item, and somebody, I mean, I hate to even give an example because it's not even a matter of the price, it's a matter of just being rude. It, whatever the price is, somebody bids, keep in mind. You've got novice collectors in these groups all the time. You know, new people coming in. They may not know what it's worth. Yeah. They just like it. They're they're interested. So let's say they bid a hundred, let's say it's a five hundred dollar item, but they don't know and they bid a hundred dollar, you know, hundred dollars on it. Not even close. Try again. You know, that kind of answer. If I'm that person, I'm like, I'm done out. Just the other day, there was a, another one. There was a deal or no deal. It was on Vintage Alliance, and a guy was selling something, and the guy responded back like, are you kidding? We aren't on the same planet. You know what I did? I, I, deleted, I deleted his comment, too, because to me, that is just rude. The guy yeah. was being nice to put a bid up you know, just to begin with, and if you don't like it, that's fine. Just say no deal. I mean, you don't have to come back with all this garbage. Sometimes I put in a low bid because you never know. That person might be like, oh, I'm generous today. Deal. I mean, maybe know, they don't. Like, yeah. Oh. So maybe the seller doesn't know at the same time. Yeah. So so that's why the guy is rushing you and he's sending you the gif of, of the desert scene because he just wants you to hurry up and respond and say yes. But you see, <laughs> I'm doing the stuff of the reason why I hate deal or no deal. So if people actually did what I did, I would probably would like it more because that means they're using it correctly and they're, you know, know how to actually use it. Otherwise, they don't. They just let this they let these things sit and go on for days. And I'm just like, wow, this deal no deal was from three days ago. It's still going. <laughs> it's crazy. That whole whole like platform is really most people know what they want for it. You know you want five hundred dollars for this item. They throw it up there and they they just say, hey, listen, if someone's going to go up to like 900, I'm just going to sit back and just wait for all the people to bid. And then when you 
are at 375 and you want 500 and you're not there, then they usually get angry. But every once in a while, you do get more than what you think you're going to get. So, of course, you are. Yeah, it's those it's those examples that kind of stick in everybody's mind. We've seen a, a handful of them. Yeah, uh, where some kind of bidding war breaks out, and it's maybe something that's not so straightforward that everybody knows the price, and so that sticks in everybody's brain when they go to list something like, "Who knows what could happen." There was a custom figure. I, I don't know if you guys remember this. It was probably about a year ago, maybe a little less than a year ago. There was a custom figure that was from Jabba's Palace. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly no. what you're talking about. No, the female. The f- yep. Oh, the fat, the fat girl. Yep. And I know she has a name. I don't know. I don't know her name, but yeah. somebody made a custom <laughs> figure. Large of boned. Her. Uh, Brandon, large boned. Large boned. Somebody made a custom figure of her a bunch of years ago, maybe like literally 10 or 12 years ago, I think. Something like that to where, you know, it was a, a while back. Handful amount, yeah. And made a handful of them, whatever. And somebody posted one up and it went nuts. I don't even remember what number it ended up at, but it was something like, it was something like $1,200 or something. Yeah, it was, it was, it was over $1,000. It was something nuts. So, um, you know, that's the kind of thing where, Maybe the person didn't know exactly what it's worth now 10 years later, but they knew it was a custom, whatever. But it, the funny thing was is that we we then saw someone else come into the post who also had one and was like, you know, not trying to mess up the post, but like went to the person who lost and was like, listen, I'll sell you mine for let's let's make a deal kind of thing, you know. Um, you know, so it was kind of a funny um, story, you know, Half of the story, which should but. be handled P- via PM, by the way. Yeah, yeah. but that's the kind yeah, of thing yeah. that people remember, and they're like, "Well, shoot, I might put up something, and it might get uh, twice what I'm asking for it." He ended up listening it, uh, listening it, Shane, afterwards, right? And right. he and he tagged the guy who was in this so-called bidding war, wanting this item, and like you said, crickets. I don't even think he got a bid of fifty dollars. No, it's it's one of those weird things where it was like. I, I don't know. Maybe they were enjoying some Japanese whiskey or, uh, <laughs> you know, just heat of the moment. And, and maybe they didn't care. Who knows? You never know. Like maybe there's two guys who didn't care for each other. They just wanted to beat each other up on price. And who knows? But those are the things that people like pie in the sky kind of hopes. Oh, if I put this up, maybe I'll get uh, $600 for it. I don't know. Yeah. And so. that's another, that's another thing too. You were talking about beating each other up over the prices and stuff. Is like I had an incident one time. I think I've talked about it on the show before, but again with a rude. It wasn't. It wasn't a rude seller. It was a, someone else who was uh, bidding on the same thing, and it was a poster that I was bidding on for the Return of the Jedi um, speeder bike. The oh, yeah. the giveaway. The, um, the giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted the poster to go with my figure because I've got a a B wing pilot that was part of the one of the photo um, that was photo in the shoot. photo. Yeah. Yeah. It was in the photo for the poster and uh, I was bidding it a bit on it. And um, it sounded like I was getting real close to what the guy was willing to let it part for. And then somebody else jumped in. And so I jumped back and he jumped in and I jumped back and then he jumped in and I just, it kept going up 
like $20 increments or whatever. And then finally this guy goes, uh, I'm not going to pay X amount of dollars for a stupid piece of paper. So you feel like he was just running you up. He was running me up. Wow. Yeah. He was just yeah. running me up. And I think, well, I think he actually wanted it. He probably did want it. And then he got wanted it. And then got mad that he didn't get it. And he didn't get it for what he wanted. Yeah. And that's another thing. It's like, let's be civil. Can we be civil? It's a piece of paper. Yes. Yeah. And these are plastic toys. Yes. It belongs in a museum. Probably wanted it for a museum. Jeez. <laughs> John, do you know about that photo shoot? Was that something that, that Kim Simmons might have been involved in? Or was that I know it wasn't no. like official photography for the for the boxes and stuff, but right. It was not Kim Simmons. It was another yeah. photographer. Uh, I guess it was he must have been I think he was a freelance photographer, but he kept the figures. Okay. And somebody somehow got a hold of him and said or found out that he had the figure still it was like hey would you be interested in selling these and we'll we'll sell it as um we'll sell them as these photo um subjects for this poster yeah that's and, cool you know they wound up selling all the figures that were that were in the poster nice yeah all right boys uh any other pet peeves? I know we spent a little bit of time on DOND that gets everybody riled up. Deal yeah. or no deal. But uh, any other pet peeves in the in the hobby that you can think of that you wanted to bring up? Um, I'm sure we can keep on going with this forever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Charles can. All right. Well, we want to wrap it for now, and we'll save any other thoughts we have for a future episode. I'm sure we'll, we'll uh, save it for part four. Yeah, well, if sure anybody's we'll in the near future again. If any of the audience has any and they want to contribute, you know, drop us a, yeah. a comment and we'll talk about it in the next pet peeves episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's a great idea. We'd love to discuss. I mean, cause if you guys bring something up in the comments, I'm sure we've all had some experience with it. So it'll be something fun to talk about. Mm. We thank you for joining us for this episode. It was fun to kind of get some of our uh, get some of our anxiety out and some of our uh, our pet peeves and annoyances out, and just talk about them. A little therapy session in the collector hobby. Thanks very much for subscribing to the channel. We hope you do. Thanks for commenting and let us know what you thought. What bothers you? What are your pet peeves in the toy collecting hobby? Please come back and watch us each week. We have multiple episodes a week, as well as some content that comes out during the day. Uh, in the morning sometimes on our YouTube channel. If you're listening on, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, we appreciate you. Come on over to the channel on YouTube and see some of the visual episodes we have where we share collectibles. Thanks very much, guys. Another fun episode. Appreciate hanging out with you and uh, getting some of this off of our chest. Yeah. Good to talk to you guys again. Thanks, guys. All right. Yeah, we'll see you next Thanks. time on Five Idiots Talking Toys. Good night, fellas. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.